This is Bloomberg Surveillance. You can't take fiscal policy out of the political process. It is the political process, and essentially it's gridlocked in most countries. The massive flows out of active and into passive have, I think, created more irrational pricing at the stock level than we've seen in some time. This is the end of the oil age in the 21st century. So the 20th century was the age of oil. The 21st will be the age of electricity. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street, 7 p.m. in Tokyo, where overnight, nothing happened. And that is news. The Bank of Japan decides to stand pat, adds no new stimulus, and that is disappointing investors worldwide today. The no monetary fix DTs sending the Nikkei down seven-tenths, a hangover that has continued in the Europe Europe and the U.S. Stock 600. Right now, down by 3.5 percent, uh, 3.5 points rather. That is one percent on the day. Uh, the DAX is off by 50 points. That is half a percent. The euro is down from yesterday, a little bit stronger, uh, a little bit weaker rather. But it is um, at this point uh, a little changed on the day, 110.86. The FTSE is down by 39 points right now, six-tenths of a percent, and the pound's going for 141.57. That's down a full percentage point. The Bank of England does not meet until Thursday. Uh, nothing expected here as the Fed begins its two-day meeting, but equities are off. The S&P e-mini futures are down 11 points, half a percent, a four-tenths drop for Dow futures. They're down 74 points, and NASDAQ 100 e-mini futures down 18 points, four-tenths of a percent. In the bond market, we have seen some gains for bonds. Yields off a little bit. 1.93 is the yield on the 10-year. The five-year, 1.46, 94 basis points for your two-year. The dollar is index at 96.769, a tad stronger, but still in the 96 range for uh, most of the last week. Oil may be a driver. Hard to separate out uh, oil prices from what's going on with uh, the central banks, but West Texas down 2.5%, 36.24, bread crude 38 2.5% as well. Some people saying now we've put in a top for the time being. Uh, we'll have to... Consider that possibility. Major economic data this morning, retail sales in the U.S. due at 8.30, Wall Street time. Mark Candler is head of Forex at Brown Brothers Harriman, and he kicks off our look at the central bank world today. Mark, with all the things I just mentioned, what's the dollar trading on these days? We've had central banks move. We've had central banks stay in one place. Uh, and yet we're not seeing the dollar, as represented by the dollar indexes, move a whole heck of a lot either way. Yeah, I think it's kind of quiet. I think people are waiting, really, for the most part, uh, two things. One, of course, is the Federal Reserve tomorrow. And the key issue, I think, is really not so much the risk assessment, but really how many how many dot plots are there? That is to say, in December, they, they pointed to four rate hikes this year. Uh, are they going to move it to two or to three? My sense is probably the three, but the market needs to wait to see that tomorrow. And the other thing I think you mentioned is about the uh, possible uh, near-term top in oil prices uh, selling off again today, and that I think is one of the weights on the commodity, so-called commodity currencies, Canada, Aussie, Kiwi. I find sterling interesting. Sterling is down heavy, as you mentioned, down 1%. It's really down the most of the major currencies. And I think it's just some nervousness ahead of, t- ahead of the budget tomorrow. And uh, more talk about Brexit and the possibility that the uh, the UK leaves the EU, and that vote is late June. 
Can I ask a, a, a stupid question? Um, the the dot plots are not a consensus forecast for the Fed. The Fed is does not present them that way, and they're never they never end up being right. They end up being adjusted in terms of what the Fed's going to do. So why do the guys on trading desks pay any attention at all? Yeah, no, good question. I mean, a couple of reasons. One is, is that the closest thing we have, I think, to a transparent sense of where Federal Reserve officials think could be an appropriate level for Fed funds. What strikes me, uh, Mike, is that the uh, market is often critical of, of Yellen and the Federal Reserve for being dovish, but yet the Fed's dot plots point to a more hawkish Federal Reserve than the market. It's just, I think, a way to see where the market is relative to monetary officials. And I do think that the market pays attention to it, perhaps more attention than the Federal Reserve would like. What I've suggested is to avoid some of this is if the Fed would have drop this dot plot completely since it maybe adds more confusion than it might be worth. I had suggested the Federal Reserve think about having a federal a press conference after every meeting the way the ECB and the Bank of Japan do, and that way that would help avoid this kind of gaming of which meetings and which meetings the Federal Reserve could move in and would help diminish this uh, the confusion by the dot plots. I think, Tom, uh, I, I would like to have a dot plot for how long the dot plot lasts. Yeah, well, they, everybody says which, which shows how silly it is, and really this goes back to the study of communication in central banks, which goes back to Timberlake and Bernanke and other academics over uh, the years. Mark, the same old, same old as these institutions by definition are reactive, aren't they? I suppose, but I think that, I mean, I, I still would give the Federal Reserve uh, credit for raising rates last year, and despite the market thinking that the Federal Reserve made a mistake, many people in the market thinking the Fed made a mistake, I think the fact that the Federal Reserve is going to continue to press ahead with its normalization of monetary policy is important. My sense is that almost everything the Federal Reserve had expected in December has panned out. Inflation, core measures of inflation are creeping higher. I think that the core uh, PCE, 1.7%. Uh, unemployment continued to fall, which means that the slack in the labor market continued to be absorbed. We did have a weakness in Q4 last year, 1% growth, kind of dismal at an annualized pace. But here in Q2, excuse me, here in Q1, the economy looks like it's returning to a trend growth around 2%. What is the ramifications of dollar strength? When someone says to you without your expertise in the markets, Oh, the dollar is going to go up two percent, or a big move, ten percent, or whatever. How do you digest that? Well, mostly people think. But I think what people mean, or think they mean by saying that is that probably hurts the uh, hurts exports, and is a reason for the Federal Reserve not tight, not to tighten policy. Uh, my sense is that the, you know we talked about this before that the way U.S. companies service foreign demand is not really by exporting. The U.S. will only export about fifteen percent of GDP. U.S. companies building locally, selling locally is really the way, the primary way U.S. companies service foreign demand. And if anything, in the past six weeks or so, the dollar on a trade-weighted basis has pulled back, and this might give the Federal Reserve more scope to raise rates. My sense is that the Federal Reserve ought to raise rates uh, tomorrow, but in, uh, when faced with uh, doubts, the Fed errs on the side of caution, like they did for the tapering, like they did for the first rate hike, so too with the second hike. Mark Chandler with us. Brown Brothers, Harriman. Bloomberg Surveillance this morning brought to you by Invesco. Invesco believes it's time to say goodbye to their traditional 60-40 stock bond allocation. Say hello to alternatives as a core part of modern portfolios. Learn more at Invesco.com slash alt. Invesco.com 
slash alts, A-L-T-S, alts. Michael? Uh, Mark, uh, we've got the, the retail sales report out today. How much uh, weight should we put on that? I mean, obviously, it's a trading event between 8.30 and 8.35, but um, is it going to tell us much about what the Fed is going to do? I don't think so, Mike. I mean, we do have the retail sales uh, this morning. The headline is going to be likely to be depressed by the drop in gasoline prices. We also know auto sales sequentially were flat. But the key, the key to watch would really be the, what, what, uh, what Bloomberg calls a control group, which is basically the component of retail sales that's used for GDP calculations. And that would exclude autos, gasoline, building materials. And that's likely to be up around 0.2%, which after 06 in January still tells us that the U.S. consumer is off to a good start for the Q1. And remember what's fueling consumption now. It's not, unlike past cycle, it's not credit cards revolving Debt is is flattish. Uh, what's really what's really fueling consumption is a couple of things. One is more people are working; they're getting paid a little bit more per hour, and I'd say that the, the drop in gasoline prices increases the disposable income, for, so less money leaving the country in imported oil, more money staying in the country buying uh, buying food. Apparently, if we get that kind of uh, number, what does it tell us about? what the economy is going to do um, going forward? Well, that's a good question, because I mean, you know, we know that consumption is a big part of the economy. Consumption seems to be going, growing around 3%, which is what it did last year, which is the strongest for, in about a decade. Uh, so I, I think that the, the Federal Reserve, I think, can feel comfortable that as long as the consumer sector remains firm, uh, that the economy can do okay. Uh, that if the uh, capital uh, expenditures, that business investment still seems uh, fairly slow. Uh, government spending might be a drag, but it's really the consumer that's the backbone, and that's really a, a function of job creation. Excuse me, I have the red button. The red I'm button. so dazzled by three central bank meetings back-to-back, back, I can't even find the red button. Uh, we're by the red phone waiting to see what the Fed will do tomorrow. We'll do that. Mark Chandler uh, with us with Brown Brothers Harriman. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Chandler, uh, this morning, a uh, special program note tomorrow afternoon. Mike McKee and I will squeeze a 20-hour day out of, what, a nine-hour day? Something like that. It'll be fun. 1 p.m. tomorrow. Scarlett Foo, Michael McKee, and myself on Bloomberg Radio, Bloomberg Television, with special coverage of the Fed meeting. Futures negative 11, Dow futures negative 75 this morning. Time now to check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are hoping for a big day as five states hold primaries today. Trump could have more than 50% of the Republican delegates if he runs the table today. Florida's Marco Rubio and Ohio's John Kasich are looking to win their home states. For the Democrats, Hillary Clinton has a big chance to pad her lead over rival Bernie Sanders. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has vowed to conduct another nuclear test in a short time. North Korea's official news agency says Kim made the vow after he watched the simulation of a rocket with a warhead re-enter the atmosphere. A senior Iraqi intelligence official says top Islamic State group leader Omar al-Shishani has died outside the Islamic State stronghold of Raqqa in Syria. Dallas Seavey has won his fourth Iditarod sled dog race. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Michael Barr, thanks so much. Again, futures negative 11, risk off feel across all assets, oil.
Down 95 cents, 36.23. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Flushing Bank. Open a complete business checking account with $15,000 or more and get a free 16-gig Wi-Fi tablet. Visit FlushingBank.com for details. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender. 